we did end up, you know, shifting our business model pretty early on. You know, it's easy to recognize, oh, we should have known these things going into it, but you really never know until you're in it. It's been a learning in terms of not understanding, you know, customers' true behaviors and intentions, if that makes sense. I think for us early on, we got so much feedback from people that like, oh, this is really cool. I love this idea. But it, when it came to actually like transacting, people are like, oh, but that's not for me, but it's a really cool idea. My name is Allie Nichols. I am the co-founder and CEO of Getaway. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Spent six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the back end. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. Not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today how Ali Nichols is giving you a way to build your real estate empire. One five percent down payment at a time. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Allie Nichols has been obsessed with real estate since she was a little kid. She has always wanted to marry whatever she was doing with real estate and is pretty stoked to have achieved that. Outside of tech, she loves to spend time with her family and friends, hiking, golfing, or boating. In fact, when she and her significant other were living in San Francisco, they bought a sailboat and were obsessed with the craft. But now that they live in Miami, they've switched over to powerboating to better enjoy all that Florida water has to offer. Allie and her co-founder previously worked together at a real estate startup, specifically in the single-family rental space. They both really struggled with the idea that their friends were priced out of the market and wanted to make opportunities available to more people. This is the creation story of Getaway. So at Getaway, we help real estate entrepreneurs, so think individual real estate investors, find and finance their portfolios. And so what I mean by that is we do everything, helping our customers identify top investment opportunities, helping them underwrite opportunities that they're identifying in the market, and then all the way through the transaction, we're we're by your side. And something unique that we offer is really on the financing piece. So we we will come in and invest preferred equity into our customers' deals, which then allows them to put 
less upfront capital into a specific property, allowing them to then either scale their portfolio faster, potentially increase their purchasing power. And then we stay on board and help oversee the management or the operations of the asset until they're ready to either refinance us out of the property or buy out our share. My co-founder and I previously worked together at another real estate startup, and we were building software and products for the SFR space. And our, our biggest clients were institutions, hedge funds, things like that. And at the end of the day, we'd always be like, this is so cool. Like We're living out our dream job in so many ways, but we're really struggling with this idea that like we personally and like our friends are you know, a bit priced out of the market or just intimidated by getting into real estate investing. And so we became obsessed with this idea of like, how can we help create more real estate investors in the world? We both feel so strongly that real estate is one of the best asset classes for the individual, especially over a lifetime view. And it was really interesting. We actually first approached the problem more from a fractional real estate investment where you know you could invest as little as $100 to own a slice of a piece of real estate and then own the cash flow and appreciation from that. But we quickly learned and we kept hearing from potential customers. They were like, this is cool. I really like this idea, but I'm really looking to own property myself. I want to replace my W-2 income with passive income someday and be able to live off of that. And time and time and time again, it all came down to the financing and finding of deals. From that, we're like, okay, wait a second. Actually, like there's a huge market opportunity over here. And this is where our customers are pulling us to. How do we build a product that really services exactly what they're saying they want and need? And so that's how we got to Getaway today. Let's dive into the MVP then. So that first version of the product you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? In true startup fashion, we're always building. For us though, from a tech perspective and the products that we use to really like source our opportunities, underwrite our deals and so forth, the team has been cranking away at that for close to over the last year. I've been so proud of what we've been able to build and accomplish in that period. Because now we're, in my opinion, we're getting to a place where we really have like institutional grade tooling for the real estate space. I don't know if that counts as like a true MVP from the product side, but it's taken us, you know, just shy of a year to get to a world where like we're really proud of the tooling we have and, and where we can go with this. Let's stay on that for a minute and di- dive into some of these things for me. You're, you're alluding to some of these questions I'm going to ask in a minute at a high level. But what I'm curious about is, tell me about some sort of you know decision and trade-off you had to make in that first you know arriving to the tooling that you have right now. There's a lot of them, right? And I'm, I'm curious about you know some difficult ones that you had to make and how you coped with those decisions. Speed has been so important that there's been a lot of features where... Our our engineering team would be like, you guys, like, we're not building this for, like, sustainable for the future. And we're like, no, 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 we need to get it out. We'll come back and fix that and do that later. But we need, we need the minimum, to your point, the minimum viable product or feature to keep pushing forward. 
So an example of that has really been for us around like data sources and and pieces where there is a very long road ahead uh, to be able to like pull all of the different data sources and APIs of listings all over the country into our system and, and then be able to then underwrite that versus right now we're viewing it more from a very focused, let's set our criteria very, very strict so that we're not overwhelming our small but mighty team in terms of the amount of data coming in. And that's helped us then stay really hyper-focused and, and take a stance on, on why we're doing what we're doing versus the right answer someday is like, have every single piece of data we possibly can so that we can be the most robust system and offer the highest value. But we have to basically like earn our right to get there versus starting there. This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done, i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash code story. So you've got your MVP, you've got tooling, you're at the point where you're happy with everything. How how are you progressing the product and maturing it? And I, I think to, to wrap that in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how are you building your roadmap? How are you going about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Getaway? For us right now, it's really our go-to-market strategy. To the earlier point, I think from product perspective, we're in a really good spot. So now it's like, okay, how do we actually go out and scale this? What are channels that are going to be really beneficial to us? And like, what is our unique demand advantage or our unique acquisition advantage? And so that's where we're spending a lot, a lot of time right now. 
we're in a really unique space because our customer base and and who we best service are pretty active members in a lot of like online communities or investment groups or things like that. So there's there's a lot of unique opportunities for us to capture potential customers beyond just, you know, kind of the paid media or paid marketing engine, which is really cool. And then I also think a huge opportunity is the partnership route because there are, you know, so many real estate professionals out there that we could easily be a tool in their toolkit or another way to help them close more deals or add more properties to their portfolio and so forth. So that's where we're spending a lot of our calories right now is just figuring out, you know, what is the best go-to-market strategy? Where do we want to spend time investing? Unfortunately, a little bit, a lot of these things take, you know, a lot of work and time to get up and running and then they work fantastic but it's like where do you put those resources today and how soon will we see a return on that investment is really where we're balancing and, and figuring out you mentioned they so i'm curious about team right how did you go about building your team and what did you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you it's been interesting so we we've approached hiring a team where our engineering team is international and so we, you know, from the start built in kind of a hybrid culture where they're sitting international and then we're U.S. based. But we've made the decision to actually hire all of our U.S. based roles in person, which feels a little contrarian given the time. And we've battled back and forth of this hiring remote opens up a huge talent pool versus having to be in person, like you're just, you are limited to folks in that region or area. But we found, you know, off the bat that being able to sit next to a team member and collaborate super quickly helps so much at this stage of company. And when we're still trying to figure things out, we're still in this MVP stage, we're still searching for true product market fit. So that's been a big factor. And then when it comes to our actual, you know, the criteria or characteristics, I should say, of, of folks that join. Our culture is very, very execution oriented. Folks that come in and just like want to get stuff done and enjoy that speed of execution and output is really, really key to being successful and, and fitting into our culture. Always looking for new opportunities, team members who don't believe in, oh, this is my lane, that's your lane. It's like, no, we're all here to, to be successful together. How can I help in any way possible? And so folks that you know have shown they're jumped in to, to help the team win, that's a huge characteristic that we look for. And then also just folks that are like excited to be there and, and excited about the mission and what we're doing. You know, we're so specifically in that like real estate investing space that having a passion for real estate is probably needed <laughs> if you want to work with us and vice versa. It's like you'd want you'd want that because of the activities we're doing all day. So those are just like high level, some of the things that we look at. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud-native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. 
the platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, Cast AI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy with a developer experience of SQLite in a distributed database you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for CodeStory listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash CodeStory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash CodeStory. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. Let's flip to scalability, and this will this will be interesting given it's it's fairly early days. But I'm curious if this was built with scale in mind from day one, or are, are you going to be fighting this as you grow in any sort of capacity? We are thinking about scaling from day one. Does it mean we're there at a place yet? No, but we know exactly what we need to do. The big thing is really being able to productize a lot. You know, I would say our sales funnel through offering a really amazing, you know, customer experience and UX experience in terms of that finding your investment piece of the deal. And then also the financing piece. I don't know if you or any of the listeners have ever bought a home or a second home, but when it comes to financing, it's it's usually a pain in the butt. <laughs> and I have yet to I've yet to meet a person that said, that was the best experience I've ever had. Like that was so easy. Like yet to hear that. From our perspective, there is so much opportunity and low-hanging fruit to make the whole, you know, the whole process going from searching for investment property all the way to operating more seamless and better through technology. That that's how we approach every problem. And we are thinking every day about okay, how does this scale? How can we make sure we can build more and more product that we don't have to keep hiring to grow? That's really what it comes down to. So as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? Gosh, it always comes back to the teams. Stepping into this role of building a company from scratch, at the end of the day, it comes down to what is the team you can build around you and put in place? Because that is that is where you win and lose. Also, not only just the people, but the culture that you create amongst the group, that they're set up for success, you know, and to go out and win. But I think as I look back throughout my career, you know, having the opportunity to also take some bets on folks and really change the trajectory of their careers is things that I look back like very fondly and like, oh, that's awesome. Like that is so cool to see. So at the end of the day, it always comes back to team building. So let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. 
it's been a really interesting journey because we did end up, you know, shifting our business model pretty early on. And I think, you know, it's easy to recognize, oh, we should have known these things going into it, but you really never know until you're in it in a lot of things. And like, that's the whole point of, you know, startup and having the opportunity to test a bunch of hypotheses and like figure out which one really sticks and resonates till you find that product market fit. It's been a learning, which we can call a mistake in terms of not understanding, you know, customers' true behaviors and intentions, if that makes sense. I think for us early on, we got so much feedback from people that like, oh, this is really cool. I love this idea. But when it came to actually like transacting, people are like, oh, but that's not for me, but it's a really cool idea. And it's easy to fall victim to that concept. I joke after we ended up switching, you know, pivoting our business model a bit, I actually read a book called The Mom Test. A lot of the concepts that he talks about early on in the book, I'm like, oh my goodness, I fell victim to that. Like, that's exactly what I was doing. It's like, when, you know, when a customer compliments your product, it's actually like a red flag because you need to dig in deeper and figure out like where they're where they're really willing to spend. And and a compliment usually just means like that's people's way of almost getting out of the conversation a little bit. So there's things like that that I've since learned and especially it all comes back to really understanding the users and your end customers and like really getting down to what is the problem we're solving for them? And is that big enough and meaningful enough that they'll continue to come back and you know either buy your product or work with you and so forth? Okay, so this will be fun. And I'm very curious, what does the future look like for the product and for your team? We want to become a fully vertically integrated solution for real estate entrepreneurs. So like I mentioned earlier, everything from helping find the best investment opportunities to partnering on the transaction and the financing all the way through to operating the assets, we want to be the one-stop shop for that customer. And so with that, you know, our goal is to continue to scale and grow, focus on more and more regions throughout the U.S. and hopefully internationally someday as well. And then from a team perspective, we're going to continue to build you know, the U.S.-based team here in Miami, Florida. So if anybody is listening in Miami, please, please, please reach out because we're always looking for amazing, talented people and really just excited about bringing that vision to the world and making it a reality. Okay, let's switch to you, Allie. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. A lot of it comes from my parents. And, you know, specifically, my dad is an extremely hard worker and never shies away from a tough task or taking on, you know, a new challenge and, and trying to, to conquer it. So I think I've had a really wonderful role model in him throughout my whole life that I try and emulate a lot. He's the reason that I actually wanted to start my own business. Okay, so we talked about a mistake earlier, but this is a little different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different? Or where would you consider taking a different approach? Doesn't have to be something that went wrong. Could it could have worked, but maybe you tweak it a little bit. I don't know that I personally knew 
how to effectively do the customer research aspect and validation. And since being thrown into the fire and having to figure it out real time, I've learned so much. And I think going forward, I can take that with me with our product today and our future features and things that future products we want to launch. That learning was so, it has been so valuable. I do think like for all folks starting something new, I've seen a lot of other founders do this too. It's like not spending enough time really, really understanding your customer and, and what the problems you're solving for them can land you in this, why is it working trap? <laughs> so to everyone, to everyone listening, like more and more customer development is important and, and read and listen to other folks in the space that are really smart. There's so many resources online right now that are just easy to access, whether it's YouTube or you know, Substack or things like that. So that's my biggest learning through this experience. Last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show off the world and can't wait to show off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? To try and remember this excitement. Because I will say there are moments where you question yourself, you question your business, you question, you kind of question everything because it's hard. And starting a company, it's one of the hardest things that I've ever done. To someone who's new and so excited and I'd say like bright eyed and bushy tailed, I would just say actively take a snapshot about how you're feeling today and why you so desperately want to bring your vision into the world. And don't forget that. On, and on those days where you want to quit, try and remember that feeling and go back to the snapshot because you'll need it. And you have to just be resilient and keep fighting on. Great advice. Well, Allie, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of Getaway. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And this concludes another chapter of Coat Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.